0: Welcome to The Read-Along,
1: a mini book club for your ears, a
0: proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network,
1: powered by ATB.
0: I'm your host, Scott, I'm
1: your other host, Anita,
0: and join us on a journey through a good book, one, one chapter, chapter at a time. At a time. This episode of the Read Along is brought to you by Skirts of Fire, Edmonton's only multidisciplinary arts festival featuring and elevating the work of women. This year's festival is bigger than ever before with venues in Old Strathcona, downtown Edmonton, and Alberta Avenue. Among the highlights are The Blue Hour, a timely, funny, complicated, and ultimately heartbreaking play set in a small Alberta town circa 1947. That's at the Westbury Theatre in the Arts Barns in Old Strathcona. There's also music, dance, drumming, and performance art all along Alberta Avenue and much, much more. Skirts of Fire takes place from February 27th to March 8th. Festival passes are on sale right now for just $38. That'll get you into the Blue Hour, one evening performance at the station on Jasper, and as many buy donation events as you like. Get your tickets today at skirtsoffire.com. That's skirtsoffire.com. So, in chapter nine of our novel, uh, we had a climactic face-to-face with yes. Terrence Kirkland.
1: We had our we had our James Bond villain moment.
0: Yeah, our, our James Bond villain dinner, really. Uh, yes, uh, where complete Bond, with
1: octopus salad and bourbon.
0: Uh, Thompson had a chance to sit down and hear from Kirkland face-to-face what he's about, and get weirdly misjudged by Kirkland in a strange way. Yep. But uh, in a weirdly positive way too, because Kirkland uh, kind of kind of thinks that Thompson is a worthy rival, and
1: but not in the way he thinks he is,
0: and Thompson is kind of not
1: <laughs> again not in the way he thinks he is. Yeah, it's, right. Uh, it's, yeah,
0: it's complicated.
1: <laughs> it's it's funny to me how Thompson uh, back in Suitland was clearly the worst person to be a field agent. But for some reason, in this particular mission, he is the best person to be the field agent?
0: Kind of. He's... That's,
1: how, that's how messed up this particular mission is?
0: He's Maxwell-smarting his way through this mission.
1: <laughs> oh, I loved Maxwell-smart.
0: But uh, either way, he and Owen beat a retreat from the restaurant, get in an epic car chase. Oh, super epic. That ends with them escaping into the service tunnels near a, uh, near a tunnel. Yeah. The service corridors of a tunnel. That makes more sense. Uh, And that is what leads us into Chapter 10 of The Municipalists by Seth (laughs) Freed. And so the chapter does begin with them racing through service corridors.
1: Yes. Uh, I have titled my notes (laughs) Escapé.
0: Very good. Uh, Owen is drinking heavily as they go. And, uh, he explains that this is because he's finding their situation very stressful.
1: Uh, also he's running like a goofy cartoon character. Sure. (laughs) Like with his, like for some reason picking his knees up really high, like a goofy run.
0: I desperately want to see this scene in the movie version. Oh, right. Because it would be an incredible piece of physical acting by the actor playing Owen.
1: I also imagine that he is pulling liquor bottles from his coat uh, in a similar fashion to how Bugs Bunny pulls carrots from behind his back.
0: Oh, no, I, I like, see he's him just, like, reaching in.
1: Yeah, but just pulling out bottle upon bottle and chugging it and tossing it into digital ether. Yeah. And then just emer- another one emerging from an impossible pocket. Yeah, that's what it looks well, like.
0: Well, like hilariously running like Pepe Le Pew <laughs> while Thompson is actually madly scrambling through the tunnels. Yes. I think that that is uh, something that I would like to see.
1: You know how... Most people, when you see them run, like like a natural looking run, mm-hmm. they're leaned forward slightly, like mm-hmm. their body is leaning forward slightly above their legs.
0: You see him leaning like all the way back.
1: Yeah, I see him leaning back like legs first with like high steps, and it's just super goofy in my oh, head. I see,
0: I see like knees, like really high knees.
1: Yeah, leaning back so he can drink. Anyway. <laughs>
0: uh, as they're making their way through the tunnels, they uh, they pass through some maintenance areas. Thompson grabs a rag as he's passing through, and it's not initially clear why, mm-hmm. but it does come into play but later on in the chapter.
1: It it stood out enough to me that I knew it was important.
0: Yeah, it like, definitely wasn't note, a throwaway.
1: He has grabbed this and put it in his pocket.
0: They get into an elevator, and Owen informs him they can get to the street level from the ground floor, and it looks like nobody's chasing them through the tunnels, despite their haste.
1: Yeah, I, he's lost them. Indeed.
0: Basically. Uh Thompson instead suggests maybe they hit the top floor. High ground. Get a, get a lay of the land, make sure there's no other drones looking for them. And Owen agrees. He's like, yeah, that's actually a pretty sound idea. So they head up to the top floor and find some roof access, head up to the roof to kind of see where things are at.
1: And here's where my prediction is somewhat accurate from last episode. They kind of sort of have a heart to heart.
0: No, they kind of don't, actually.
1: Well, kind of. It's not a serious conversation and it's not you know an in-depth heart to heart but they do they do have to have a talk
0: they do have a talk but it's not the conversation they needed to have because weirdly thompson's the one who doesn't want to have that conversation first thing that they note is that things do appear to have calmed down somewhat the yes. national guard and emergency services have arrived at the explosive scene of the end of their car chase
1: yes and now that they are not in imminent danger
0: and uh owen posits as well that if People took his report seriously. In theory, Kirkland should be done. Like, he should be captured at this point. Maybe. And then Thompson confronts him.
1: Yes, about this virus that Kirkland has planted. And of course, following form, Owen turns it around. Yeah. And points it right back at Thompson again. Owen,
0: first off, Thompson asks if Klaus was aware of the virus before he sent Owen back out into the field and owen's like no he absolutely did not and thompson is like oh but did you and owen reluctantly is like yeah
1: he actually gets really sheepish about yeah. it
0: because he he recognizes he's admitting something that he'd rather have kept secret but yes he confesses i am aware that there is still a virus running rampant through me and so what
1: <laughs> i mean so what <laughs> I, I get that even for an AI...
0: Oh, we're about to get existential
1: here. I know. Hold on. I'm looking for words. Even for an AI, he has a survival instinct, right? And If, he, he's,
0: if he's conscious and self-aware, he doesn't want to die.
1: Yes. And in order to clear this virus, they would have to wipe Owen 1.0 yep. completely and recreate him as Owen
0: 2.0. And he
1: doesn't want that to happen.
0: He would it would be an entirely new person wearing his face.
1: Kind of. He would yeah. he
0: would cease to be him and he would become someone new. And
1: he would become someone, he would, someone
0: new. He would Doctor Who regenerate.
1: That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Reminded me of when David Tennant turned into uh, Matt Smith, his last line was, I don't want to go. It's a very iconic line. It's very Doctor Who. But I get the same impression from Owen. He doesn't want to stop being the Owen that he is to be a different Owen, even if the other Owen might be a better Owen.
0: Well, and here's...
1: A lot of Owen in that sentence.
0: Here's where things get hinky. Because one of the things that Kirkland explicitly states the virus gave him was an inflated sense of self. So, is his judgment on that matter impaired?
1: Yes. Probably. How much of this is Owen being Owen? right? With the personality of a supercomputer that's
0: that's gone mad.
1: Yeah. And how much of it is virus changing who Owen is supposed to be? And is that okay?
0: Well, Owen's argument is, I am me. And the virus is something that's happened to me. And it's something that I'm coping with. And it's just part of my personality now. Love it or leave it. And he likens it to Thompson's parents dying in that train crash and how that shaped him into who he is. And Thompson is like, well, that's not the same thing because you're equating life experiences with your programming. And Owen turns that around and is like, how are those not exactly the same thing?
1: Your your life life experiences experiences.
0: are your programming.
1: It's what's programmed you into who you are.
0: And the virus is one of my life experiences and it's helped program me into who I am. How is that different? And and should you die so that a hypothetical better Thompson can come along who didn't have his parents die in a train crash?
1: Right. And this is where we fall into a whole bunch of armchair psychology and philosophy and probably myriad other
0: things. Well, no, we might if Thompson had the time or patience to have that conversation with Owen, which he does not.
1: Which he does not. That's true. So it all boils down into Henry still doesn't trust him. The, the little bit of of rapport that they had built up kind of got wiped away
0: because well yeah Thompson had started to trust Owen in spite of everything
1: yes it's true
0: but Kirkland's revelation about what they had done to him effectively undermines that entire situation and undermines the relationship and Thompson now once again sees Owen as a liability and does to him what he had intended to do to him in the first place
1: yeah it's the underwear drawer all over again He grabs that that rag, that white rag that he'd stolen, and stuffs in his pocket, takes off the tie clip, wraps it up, and tucks it behind a fire extinguisher. Yep. In a random building. Yep. And leaves. Yep. And just leaves him there.
0: And so that could effectively be the last we see of Owen in this book.
1: Uh, That seems unlikely. It seems unlikely
0: because without Owen, Thompson will fail to stop Kirkland.
1: Yes. That's... What the note I wrote myself was, "I think this is a terrible idea, yeah, and there's the underwear drawer was a bad idea. The fire extinguisher is just as bad, and
0: there is an understated event that takes place later in the chapter that is going to have repercussions oh,
1: absolutely it is, um, we'll get there,
0: yep, I, I suspect you might also be thinking of the same thing, but uh, back to the point at hand when Thompson stashes Owen to retrieve later when the coast is clear, so that he can return him to Suitland. Um, he also kind of fundamentally breaks off their friendship because the, the last plea that Owen makes to him is like, I'm your friend guy. Yeah. I'm your only friend. And Thompson almost, almost doesn't go through with it. But in the end, as usual, his loyalty to us, wins out over any, any personal consideration. Yeah. And so he ditches Owen.
1: Mm hmm. Despite how he is written, Thompson doesn't see Owen as a person.
0: He still doesn't see Owen as a person. You're correct. Right. He sees Owen as a tool and in this moment as a malfunctioning tool. Yeah. And as useful as he's been up to this point, he's he can't rely on him.
1: It makes me sad.
0: Well, he can rely on him. He just perceives that he can't rely on him.
1: Right. Because he has
0: been able to rely on Owen up until this point.
1: Yeah, actually.
0: Owen D- has... Despite
1: this virus, Owen has been... Weirdly helpful, but helpful.
0: Not only weirdly helpful, Owen... Thompson would be dead without Owen.
1: Oh, many he times would, over. He would have
0: been dead in Chapter 2 without oh, Owen. Goodness, yes. So, I'm just like... The
1: problem is, for some reason, he can't see that.
0: No, he can't.
1: He's just... He's blinded by this virus liability thing swarming around in his head.
0: Kirkland and, got into his head.
1: Yeah, and he can't get over it.
0: I think there's also an element of the fact that Thompson believes that Kirkland has more or less been defeated at this point. Maybe. I think. I get the impression that Thompson feels like things are coming to a, uh, an end when, in fact, they might be coming to a head. Yeah. And I, that, I
1: think things are coming to a head. And
0: especially because, like, the, the restaurant attack was clearly curtailed because there's no word of it when he gets kind of back into into society. Mm. So I think that in the back of his mind, he feels like the worst of the storm is over when I feel like he's just in the eye of the hurricane at the moment.
1: Yeah. I think I think you're right. I agree.
0: And so, yeah, him like it, it was very short sighted of him to ditch Owen at this moment. Yep. Yeah.
1: He's Thompson is so bad at people. He's even bad at fake people.
0: Yep. Yep. He is. So. Oh dear. Uh, bereft of Owen, Thompson makes his way into uh, a fairly secluded place uh, to risk making a call at a phone kiosk. Yes. And uh, risks calling Garrett directly via his home line. Something that he is explicitly not supposed to do. For
1: many reasons.
0: Primarily because when he was a younger agent, he kept calling Garrett at home with trivial business. Until Garrett had to tell him, my wife has forbade you from calling my house line ever again. Stop it. But here's the thing. Garrett knows that Thompson is... Like, loyal to him? and And if he has been told not to call his house, he would not do that unless it was serious at this juncture?
1: Yes. So he understands that it's an emergency.
0: Yeah. And Thompson takes this opportunity to confirm to Garrett that Kirkland was indeed behind the chaos in Metropolis. And that Kirkland may go to target him or his family. And that Garrett needs to lie low.
1: Yeah, get out. And
0: to Garrett's credit, he's like, yes, absolutely. We're going now.
1: Yes. Which may be good, but... Might also come back to bite Thompson.
0: Maybe. But it if anything, it does show at the very least that Garrett trusts Thompson's judgment on this matter. Yes. If Thompson is saying that Kirkland might be out to get him, Garrett's like, cool beans. I'm going to work under that assumption. He doesn't poo-poo it. He doesn't suggest he's safe, especially because he's miles away. Yeah. He is like, cool beans. My wife and I are getting packed right now.
1: Yeah, off we go.
0: And that's, I think that's to Garrett's credit, actually.
1: Well, yes, it is. The problem I have is on the other side, because we don't know the extent of Kirkland's reach.
0: We know that he has eyes and ears in us, miss.
1: Yes. Does he also have ears in the phone lines oh, in Oh, almost,
0: almost certainly, because a drone quickly finds Thompson.
1: Does he know about this phone call? Can he follow Garrett? Is Garrett now in worse danger?
0: Well, he might know that Garrett's been tipped off. He might not be able to move against Garrett before Garrett disappears.
1: Fair. Has Henry revealed his location to Kirkland and put himself in danger without the protection and help of Owen?
0: Well, I'm just going to point out again that a drone finds him while he's on the phone.
1: Is that coincidence yet, or was that tracking?
0: That could be coincidence or it could be tracking. We don't know. And this is not the, the thing that is downplayed that I think is of note that takes place in this chapter. Him getting found by the drone, believe it or not. Just before the drone finds him, Garrett tells Thompson, like, look, you've done enough. It was probably a terrible idea to send you in the first place. You're clearly in terrible danger. I will send a plane to, like, pick you up by morning. And Thompson's like, it's cool. I've got some more of the agency's business to deal with before I'm ready to leave the city. And that's when he sees the drone and has to drop the call.
1: Yeah. Like, literally, I think, leaves the receiver swinging in the air and runs away.
0: He manages to lose the drone fairly quickly. Makes his way through some windy streets and some alleys. Finds himself in a... Kind of a rundown part of town that maybe isn't so safe this time of night. Less
1: than great neighborhood.
0: Yeah. He actually notes there's a lot of like chain restaurants and chain stores in the area and recalls that uh, one of the last things that was an exchange between Kirkland and Garrett that escalated. Yes, yes. Was this uh, initiative that was proposed to give businesses incentives to set up shop in neighborhoods that needed an economic boost, that needed more jobs. Yeah. And Kirkland was dead set against it. And he was arguing that it would just basically allow big corporations to hedge out local businesses and sweep out mom-and-pop shops. And Garrett ended up going over Kirkland's head. Kirkland did not explode. And now Thompson's like, with hindsight, maybe we should have been concerned about that.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. Hindsight being what it is.
0: Moreover, the hindsight here is that Thompson is looking around and going, "Eh, Kirkland was right. Like, all of these shops are big chain stores and restaurants. There's not a local grocery store anywhere in sight. Nope. There's no mom and pop shops. Nope. It's just, it's what Kirkland suggested was going to happen is exactly what happened.
1: Yep. I'm not saying, again... We back up a chapter. I'm not saying that Kirkland isn't right about a lot of things. It's his methodology that I have a problem with. Yeah,
0: he's he's going about it the wrong
1: way. Yeah, his his ideals are pretty noble, really. Yeah. It's how he's going about achieving his plans that's problematic. Question- yeah, questionable to me.
0: Thompson realizes he's getting pretty tired he's had a pretty full day yeah and uh starts looking for a place to stay and then realizes oh my wallet was stolen by rogue agents i have no money
1: right so kirkland has my wallet and i don't have an owen
0: who can who could have set this up so he ends up basically spending the night in transit
1: yeah he kind of falls asleep on the subway because he gets on a train
0: he uh He ends up having to take the train without a pass, and that has a camera at an unmanned kiosk snap his photo as he's going through, and that is the understated moment that is definitely going to catch up to him.
1: Oh, 100% it is.
0: Yeah, because speaking of short-sighted mistakes, Thompson, comforted as he is by trains, goes to get on a train. The trains that Kirkland is intimately familiar with. Yes. And built the algorithm for. And, can and a thousand percent has... Cameras in it. Cameras in it. Oh, yeah. So Kirkland now knows where Thompson is. Yes. There's no question in my mind.
1: Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. He was he was photographed. Can't tell me that his picture isn't somewhere in a computer system scanning for him. Yeah. And they've just been watching him sleep on a train all night.
0: Yeah. And that they're going to pick him up when he gets to his destination.
1: Yes. Or at their convenience. Or at their convenience. Whichever comes first.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of screwed. Yeah. And it was that picture snap that I was like, oh, he's been caught. It wasn't the drone earlier. <laughs> he lost the drone. He's now caught. Because oh, yeah. he's he's literally in the transit system that is Kirkland's baby.
1: He's already caught. He just doesn't know it yet.
0: Pretty much, yes. Thompson, blissfully unaware of the imminent danger that he's in, <laughs> uh, is- probably. Currently actually focused on Kirkland's conversation with him from the rest yeah, of the Yeah,
1: there's joke. one thing that Kirkland said that's been rattling around in his brain, and he can't shake it or quite figure it out.
0: Yeah, and it's it all, harkens all the way back to the first message that Kirkland's rogue agents left to Miss, during their hacking. Mm-hmm. Because they mentioned freezing. Yes. And that word
1: specifically is what stuck in Thompson's mind.
0: Yeah, because Kirkland keeps bringing it up. Like, all the rest of the rhetoric was stuff that Kirkland has been saying since get-go just taken to 11 yeah uh but this freezing thing is the thing that he's like what is that about as he dozes in and out of consciousness on transit
1: well i think that's the other problem is that he's super tired
0: but he's also zeroing in on it like he's he's it's one of those situations where he feels like he's on the cusp of something yeah like when have you ever been trying to solve a puzzle and you you feel like you're close Yes. Like you can just kind of oh, no. almost make the connection. I know
1: exactly the feeling he's got. The problem is he's exhausted. Yeah. His he, he isn't braining at full power. No. So, he no, he can't quite put his finger on it. And, and I, as a reader, don't have enough pieces. I can't put my finger on it either.
0: Yeah. Will so, yeah. we find out next chapter? I hope so. Because we're at the end of this chapter. I
1: know. And that's where we end with him dozing on a train, not quite able to figure out what he's thinking of.
0: And possibly in terrible danger that he's unaware of. Probably. Like, we... I could be wrong. I, I could have read into that thing snapping his photo, but it's the specific fact that he got onto transit and it snapped his photo. And we know that transit was Kirkland's baby. It's the one thing. He hid Sarah Laurie in the transit system. There's no way he's not monitoring it. And that's why I was like, oh, Thompson's caught. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's the moment.
1: I... I could understand the possibility of him not being caught if, in fact, the National Guard did sweep in and is screwing up Kirkland's headquarters like crazy. Oh. And they don't have a chance to monitor the trains.
0: I'm willing to believe that the National Guard did sweep in and did screw up Kirkland's plans, but did not catch Kirkland.
1: Oh, well, that's possible, too.
0: And did not stamp out his rogue agent cell.
1: Also possible.
0: So things, things have gone sideways for Kirkland, but... There's still several chapters left in this book. It's true. Kirkland is definitely not out of play yet. No. Sarah Laurie is probably not out of play yet. She has yet to poison herself like her, like (laughs) Like her her idol. idol. (laughs) Uh, So we'll have to see how things continue to unfold as we move into Chapter 11 of The Municipalists by Seth Freed. And um, speaking of Chapter 11, you know nobody wants to. Nobody wants to deal with any sort of financial difficulties. And uh, fortunately, the title sponsor of the Alberta Podcast Network has ways to help you with that.
1: (laughs) Best segue ever. Tired of paying bank fees when you can't remember the last time you went into a branch? You spoke. ATB listened. They've created a no-monthly-fee digital account with a line of credit that makes banking work for you. By doing most of your banking digitally, you'll avoid monthly fees and get unlimited digital transactions. It's 24-7 banking at its finest. Visit ATB.com today to sign up for a no-fee, all-in account and discover digital banking that works for you.
0: Yeah. ATB is, uh, of course the title sponsor of the Alberta Podcast Network. We are powered by ATB. Yes. In case and, you haven't
1: been listening, we say it every time.
0: And uh, we're we're very happy to have their support. We're also very happy to have your support. Listening to the podcast is obviously... Awesome. Awesome. We, we're super appreciative of it. If you'd like to head over to your podcatcher of choice and give us uh, a rating and a review, that's super helpful to us as well.
1: Yeah. Or just give us a little reach out and say, hey, I listen. I like this. I don't like this. This, Yeah. This is great.
0: You can do that via social media.
1: Yes. The usual selection that I spout off every time. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads are your options for us.
0: Uh, If you want to send us a longer message, you can do so with email.
1: Yes, we are thereadalong at gmail.com.
0: And we are, of course, at the along at most of the previously mentioned social media.
1: Ugh, I always forget to say that. I'm sorry.
0: That's okay. Um, one other thing that we forgot to mention is, of course, you can listen to us and all the other members of the Alberta Podcast Network on the CKUA app. Yes. Where we are hosted very generously. <laughs> very. And uh, you can also check out all of our sibling podcasts in the Alberta Podcast Network over at albertapodcastnetwork.com.
1: Yes. I find it very easy to surf that site.
0: Yeah, it's... things are
1: things are sorted very well. I think.
0: Yeah, they've got uh, some categories, so if yeah. you're looking for like a, a culture podcast or a sports podcast, you just click on the little picture, and away you go.
1: Yeah, it's it's easy to shop around there to fit whatever it is you're looking for. Yeah,
0: and you, you'll definitely find something else you like. Oh, guaranteed. And with that said, as always, we'll see you next time. Train
1: naps.